Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Yes, hello everybody listening in the world. My name is Bradley Shaw. I'm here on with Between the Covers with author Kevin Wiley and his new book, Danger in Hong Kong. Is that correct? I've pronounced that correctly. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it's very hard to uh, not to mispronounce it. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, yeah, so Ella Portman Adventure. Um, tell us more about this book and about Ella as a main character. Okay. Um, the book is based on Hong Kong uh, uh, with its um, starting seeds begin with the, during the war uh, with um, Japanese occupation and an escaped prisoner of war getting into the black market. Uh, it then goes into Afghanistan where Australia is um, uh, withdrawing its forces and sending a lot of its equipment home, and it's during the process of sending that equipment home that uh, 20 of the 120 containers go missing. Uh, wow. And uh, they're full of uh, high-tech arms, helicopters, bushmasters, all this sort of thing. Um, sorry, I said goodness. That's a that's a, a very complicated, subtle story. So, was it hard to research all that information to make sure it's authentic? Make sure it's you know you've got the data right for that sort of storyline. Uh, the data is actually um, available through uh, records uh, mm-hmm. of uh, the regiments that were there of what equipment they had. So, basically, yep. it was cherry picking um, uh, a group. And then putting it into, uh, and then kind of imagining how it would have been uh, sent home, which wow. is not really hard because there's only one way to get in and out of uh, Afghanistan, and that's by road. Yes, <laughs> that's true. And the, the the thing is, too, to think of a story like this, you actually have to create a crime situation for those to understand the crime mentality, and then of course create the heroine who has to solve and and move through the story. Was that was that a challenge? Was that hard for you to sort of? understand the dynamics of, of that behaviour as well for the characters in the story? Uh, no, the um, I spent a lot of time in Hong Kong myself uh, mm. and had many friends there and uh, the places and uh, some of the events that are actually in the book did take place uh, mm. and I use them to uh, augment and um, give body to the story. Uh, some of the, uh, the four girls who are kidnapped in Hong Kong whilst out on a Friday night out uh, are people based on people that I fleetingly met on some visits there and uh, I just remember sort of what they were doing and I thought, well, that'd be good basis for um, the girls out. It was typical of what what people do in Hong Kong, uh, the sort of night outs they have, and also then cuts into the underlying... um, subculture of the triads, the um, possibility of uh, people smuggling, sex smuggling, this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so you spin that into the story of searching for the missing 
uh, containers of ordnance from uh, Australia, you get ASIO involved, which brings Ella into uh, the picture. And Ella is, uh, is really actually a... Um, uh, she's based on a friend that I knew who had a very adventurous life when I first met her, and I always said I should write a story about what you're doing. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, after a few years, that's exactly what I was. I said to her one day, um, I'm going to write uh, some of your things into a story. However, you're going to be an ASIO undercover agent. She says, oh, ASIO, I like that. really like the sound of it, a- uh, undercover work. Oh, that means there's got to be sex on it. <laughs> well, of course, you've got to have sex in a in a good thriller. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so was it was it uh, fun to write? Was it take you long? What was you know what was the part you enjoyed oh, most about writing? Actually, uh, when you get on a flow with the story, the story almost writes itself. My fingers can't keep up with my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, were there any challenges? What, what were the harder parts? Like, I mean, it gets um, you got your flow, but what, what what stopped you? Did you have any hiccups or any any pieces were hard? Well, occasionally you, you you come to a situation where you're thinking, what's the next part going to be? Where's it going to be? And you're sitting and you're, you're starting to think about it and you think, oh, I can't do it today. Um, I can't see that. I'll, I'll just give it. And you come back the next day, you get back into it, and suddenly you think, you know, if this happens now, it would create some some tension, some extra thrill into the story. But if it happens now, I've got to go back and set the foundations for it to happen. So mm-hmm. I'll go back to where I, to what I had been writing and write into that the foundations for what's going to be a slight change in uh, how how the story was going to go. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Obviously, everything has to work. It has to be threaded yeah. together. It's a tapestry yeah. that you keep knitting. Yeah. Did you did you plan all that out, or as you say, did you just sort of review as you keep? tweaking as you planned along um, and let the story right? I start off with the bones or the skeleton of what I want to do. Uh, it's going to start off with this. It's going to um, be involving these things. Uh, this is how it's going to probably finish. Mm-hmm. Now, where can I build the meat in the middle? Yeah, yeah. And that's Make good. It I think keep it's... It running. Yeah, and that's good because it gives you that that confidence in the structure you follow, you're following, and then that way you're not getting. Some authors do actually, especially new authors, if they're learning to craft a story, they can get lost in their own plots and they have too many cross references. And your story's quite complicated that way, but you planned it out enough that you can actually see that um, the lineal line of the story is quite strong. So, when you did that, did you find when you were writing the book? Did you find that or did you think publishing would become an option? Were you thinking of that as a goal at the end or was it just something you were writing? Like some authors will just write and not not consider the publishing yet. And what were your goals? Um, uh, I was always writing with uh, an intent to publish because I wanted to uh, publish a book, but I wanted it to be good enough to publish as well. Mm. And then, of course, once I got to that uh, stage, finding public, uh, trying to publish is harder than writing the story. Yes. Yes, and it's disheartening too in a lot of ways it can be for authors, um, the process. And, um, yeah, sometimes, of course, there is there is finding that that publisher. Now, you came to us. Uh, what was it about us that helped you and, and gave you that that confidence we could bring that book for you? Uh, there, there was um, – I was looking through when I was doing the second book. Uh, this, this one is the second book of the Yellow series and I'd mm. – 
the the first one, although I got out there, I was starting to look around, and your name suddenly popped up in my inbox, mm. uh, my email, and I uh, contacted you, and we had a mm. chat uh, mm. one afternoon, and um, uh, you laid out the advantages of publishing in Australia, which I was already thinking that I needed to publish in Australia. So uh once we started down that path it wasn't uh that much harder to keep on going down that path and um uh getting to the stage we are now of publication yeah, yeah. and just for other but, authors out there too for you for the writing experience um did you find that you could the publishing process didn't impede too much on your writing process you could actually you, you weren't distracted by publishing because that's really important i think for new authors to understand the support that they can gain um, in in publishing, but also in their writing, because the support we give can give you better writing time, better books, better concentration. You know, I personally, I, I was looking to publish the first, and I was halfway through the second mm. uh, story. And with this going to publication, I'm two thirds of the way through the third story. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, good. So I continue on writing that. There's still stories that I can tell and uh, mm. uh, weave together of um, the third book I've pushed myself into an area which I've had to do a lot more research on, which yeah. is in drug trafficking, drug usage, uh, this sort of thing, another threat that ASIO yeah. had to take care of. Wow. So did they did the first book... Um, do well? Did you? How did you publish the process of that? Did you, you wrote it, and then of course, did you, did you do it yourself? Did you do an agent? Uh, I was looking at self-publishing. I ended up with a Canadian group uh, mm-hmm. who the publication publishing through them was easy, but again, uh, it costs. Um, I'm just now looking if I do well as a lo- in a in a local publication. I'm yep. looking at actually pulling that back and re-editing it and republishing it yeah. uh, at some stage uh, down the track. But yeah. I think I would go with book three first and then mm. um, uh, bring book one as a uh, uh, second edition. edition publication. Yeah, uh, no, that's good. Yeah, and it's good too. Having multiple books gives you a compound effect in the market, which is a really good strategy. So it helps you as an author to build your brand, to make sure that you're seeing more, you've got more exposure for more books and that gives them more, the readers more confidence so they know, you know, you're, you're an authentic, you know, serious writer who's, who's put a series into the market. And that's that's something I think a new author uh, needs to focus on as well as they grow their own their own authorship and their own branding. Um, so, yeah, so that's really great. Thanks for sharing that about the publishing process. So what are your goals now for the, well, ne- for the next book? One thing you just said, yes. um, Brad, uh, yes. before I was going to say exactly the same thing. The thing you have to do is actually show people that you are serious about mm. publication, that you're a serious writer and you're not a vanity writer. That's right, yes, because, you know, you can have one hit, but it's better to have an album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that's right. Um, once you've got one, two, and you're putting a third out there, yeah. uh, readers look at you as a serious um, uh, source of um uh, pleasure reading. Um, That's right. And they like to follow authors. They like to, one of the things we found in our own bookstores now that we're opening our chain of stores, we're finding that 
that readers come in and they want to find series. They want to find out who's written multiple books, who's someone I can follow. I can get involved in a new reader, a new author, and I can find a, a channel of, of tales to enjoy. And that's really important, I think, for readers. I do. I do it myself. I like to follow an author's, you know, tale or story or character that I get engaged to. Um, and that's really a strong point for you as well. So that's well done on, on that achievement. And also yours are so, so technically, were you inspired by um, those traditional older style books as well like Alison McLean, Tom Clancy, those those styles of the of the thriller um, or what was your inspiration to that sort of story? I, I loved Alistair McLean. Uh, yeah. He was a fantastic author. Uh, some of his books made great films. I like right. that. I wrote, um, got into a lot of um, uh, sitting behind me there is uh, Clive Kessler. Uh, oh, yeah, he's most great. Of his mm. books. He a lot of it, and I think he only ever had one book made into a film, but I, I liked his stories. They had a similar pattern along and they kept you excited. And, uh, yeah. and reading those sort of stories and that, I thought, well, you know, in my mind, I've got a lot of other stories. And um, and uh, as I was writing and boning out these novels, I would wake up in the middle of the night sometimes with ideas of, you know, Ella could get into this and this could be a problem and that. And I'd sit there and I'd scribble them down on a pad. So <laughs> you've got to find a way. I'll put them down now while I remember. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well, well, we're going to wrap it up, Kevin, but to give me one last thing, what do you hope readers get out of your book, out of your writing? Enjoyment. The enjoyment of holding a book, reading it and wanting to read what's what's happening in the next chapter. This anticipation, there's something there I've got to keep reading. That's what I enjoy out of a book. Well done. Good. Good. And thank you for your time, Kevin. Uh, everybody listening, please, you can grab Kevin's book on our website at shorelinepublishing.com.au. You can buy the book anywhere in your local bookstop shops. You can order them through the libraries as well to borrow and also online at all other good sellers. So please, thank you, Kevin, and um, please support uh, Danger in Hong Kong by Kevin Wiley. And, um, yeah, we look forward to the next series of books to come. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.